0: Holman, I think we owe our listeners a huge thank you. Uh, Well, you know, we've been uh, working on getting uh, 500 reviews. Yes, for 73 episodes, to be exact. Uh, Apparently, we did it the hard way.
1: (laughs) Yes, we (laughs) did. Um, We had Uh, a a podcast. Mm -hmm. Call our podcast out Mm -hmm. and tell their listeners
0: to come leave us a one-star review. Yeah, here's what happened. Do we really want to go into I'm that? I'm just going to say briefly. Okay. Okay. In, in a couple of show, a couple episodes ago, yes, I mentioned it was a podcast that I used to be a part of, uh-huh. and I think that I expressed some of my jealousy for their current success. Okay. I think okay. it came out as bitter. Well, hold up, hold that thought, because
1: I feel like I was just having fun with it, and I was promoting to our listeners,
0: irrespective of them, our own success here. So, I would just be like, yeah, go us. Now, well, you listen, you're a fan of that other podcast. I am. I'm a reg- I am was one of the original listeners to that other podcast. Yes, yes. And I still listen. And uh-huh. I still, I, honestly, I'm not saying this, I love the three hosts. I, I do. I do too. Okay. And except for uh, the one that unfollowed
1: me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. I know that happened. That was sad.
0: So, what happened is, is that I think, um, just what I said. Maybe I sounded jealous because they're continuing to have some amazing success over there. you were and, and, one we compared
1: us to them well uh, and you and, and just to go full circle, well, one you... of the
0: issues was you were
1: one of the people, mm. one of the people that mm. that launched it. However, one of the people who's still on it is like, hey, screw you because I was with you when we launched it and then he took
0: it maybe personally or was it yeah the- he took it to heart too much. And so, but I was taking your bait because you love. You're like, hey man, oh, we yeah. finally beat them, and because da, 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 you feel like you're part of that other podcast because you've listened since day one, and and, so, and now you're on this one. And so so I, I, yeah, I get it, right? And, and, and yeah. so what happened is is we we kind of called them out, and they thought it would be funny to mobilize their listeners. Uh, I believe as they said was to bring lightning down a notch. Yes, <laughs> and they did, and they did, and they did. They so, they to the tune of like I don't know. Almost forty-one stars.
1: Uh, it was actually we we had five one-star reviews.
0: Then we got up to forty-one one-star reviews. And oh. I I should say this: when we get a one-star, Holman and I are depressed. It no, sucks. We're, we're sad. This is this is literally like this is not failing a test because you didn't study. <laughs> this is people not liking us. This is this is like, bro, I don't like you. You're like, wait, 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 why we, not? We just met.
1: <laughs> what like, what can we do? And I've had people give us one stars and come back and give us five stars because they've emailed us to tell us so. They said, this is my cup of tea. And I found them and said, listen, just listen to a couple more episodes. Give us a chance. And they've come back and said, you're right. It took a little while for you guys to grow on me. You're an acquired taste. I love it now. We're like a fungus. We are a fungus (laughs) among us. Uh, Here's what's interesting. So we got up to 41 one-star reviews. It tanked our ratings from a perfect 5.0, which we've carried the entire length of the show, and brought us down to a Mm -hmm. 4.5. 5.0 to 4.5. And it- is upsetting because I feel like it was unwarranted. Now, if you really don't like us and want to give us a one star, I I get it. That's fine. And I turn that one star and I go, you hated us so much that we affected your life to the point that you decided to actually put effort into hating us. You didn't just go away. You had to make sure the world knew you hated us. Right. And so I'm good with that. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. But we had five of those. And we had 41, and it (laughs) tanked our risk. But today, some people have reversed Oh, really? We've gone down to 38. But here's what's better. We reached out on Facebook and on Instagram and told our listeners, guys, another podcast has given us or told their listeners give us one-star reviews. Please, if you think it's right, give us a five-star. If you haven't done it yet, give us a five-star. I know we talked about it all the time. And we had about, I think it was like 460 mm-hmm. We're at 495-star reviews. Wow. So 537 total. So our listeners We're close to our party is. We're close to our party. (laughs) So our listeners stepped up big time, and the amount of of protection Mm -hmm. and upsetness, I don't know if that's (laughs) a word that our listeners showed (laughs) us and they said screw that screw those guys we're getting who are and we didn't want to tell you who they were that's not the point we don't want to bring another podcast down we think that the better thing is let's all have a let's have a five-star war and lift each other up right but you are you saying that the rising tide lifts all boats i am saying that okay and what was awesome is that you guys came to our defense majorly and you're like this is my favorite podcast how dare somebody do that and we just want to let you know thank you yeah we're close to our Five-star party. We're looking at a date in August.
0: More details to come. It'll be a Saturday here at Motor Train Group. It's almost official because Holman uh, sent me an email like four or five days ago. that says, hey, how does this date look in your calendar? Yeah, so it was close. We're, we're getting really close. So okay. I hope by the next episode I can announce a date. We're looking at a Saturday
1: in early August. Mm-hmm. So keep that open. And, uh, you know, I'm working with our uh, presenting sponsor, Nissan, to uh, be yes, a part of Yes, you are. It. So hopefully they'll bring some vehicles so our uh, listeners can come to our five- uh, Five hundred five five-star party. It's a
0: mouthful, isn't it? It is.
1: And uh, hopefully we'll be feeding you with a mouthful it, of you food, know that. too. Oh, That's what she said. Yes. And uh, so hopefully they'll be here on site <laughs> with some vehicles. You can check them out. And also working with our friends at DECT. So we'll have some more information coming up. But if you're in the market for a half-ton truck. And she- why wouldn't you be? Well, everybody needs one. I <laughs> know, especially <laughs> a Titan.
0: A yes, Titan you XD, do.
1: five point six liter V eight, five liter Cummins. I passed one
0: on the six oh five freeway this morning on the way to work, like a midnight blue one, Ooh, nice. and I just I, there was there was a tear out my eye. You and I sold that one. <laughs> yes. A, and did you shout
1: five year, hundred thousand mile warranty? I know. Of window, course went not. Like, no. I Clearly, said, they knew they had good taste and they knew it. No, and I said. Truck show podcast. And then he looked at me and you you a salute. <laughs> <laughs> And then of course your friends over at Dex, so if you're looking for an. Awesome storage solution for your uh, truck or
0: van. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of stuff rolling around in the back, and you uh, need to have some weatherproof, lockables storage. There's no excuse for you to have stuff rolling around in the bed of your truck ever again, or to have inferior Swiss or German bearings on your drawers. When you can have—wait, oh, would you have them on your drawers? In your drawers? In your drawers? That that sliding drawers? Weird. Yeah, your sliding drawers. When doors. you can have Texas, Texas bearing. ball bearings? <laughs> All right, let's get this thing started. The truck show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, cause truck rides with the, the truck show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. Oh, whoa. whoa. It's the Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Holman, call the podcast authorities. We're going to run long on this one. We're going to need more uh, tape or whatever it is. We don't have tape. We we need more memory or something. We need, oh, storage,
1: uh, Storage. hard drive. drive. (laughs) Yeah, hard drive space. So we've got a couple things. We've Mm -hmm. got the assistant. Chief engineer for the all-new straight-six three-liter Duramax Okay, coming on with us tonight. Sounds like a heavyweight. Uh, we also have uh, Chris James, who is the director of a really cool
0: uh, movie called uh, Mod Kids. Yes. You'll want to hear about that. It's mm-hmm. very truck-related. And you, uh... I, I watched the trailer. I was impressed. And uh, it was weird because it came—I found out that you had booked this guest just after I watched a little short from Jeremy McGrath. Oh, funny. And okay. it was much the same content. And so you sent me the link, and I yes. go, "Oh wow! What are the chances I'm watching little little you know grommets ride around in uh, race trucks?" We'll and then, talk about more, okay, more about that all right. later. All right. Well, why don't we give John Barda a call because I think he's waiting to
1: talk about the Duramax with us.
0: Mm, the the three liter. Oh yeah. Hello, John Barda. It's Lightning at Home and Truck Show Podcast. Hey
2: guys, how's it going?
0: Absolutely awesome now that you're on the phone, but before you can say anything, we have to play your intro, so don't move. It's a inside job, baby. Yes, it is. It's a inside job uh-huh. it's a inside
3: job, baby. It's time for you to share what you do. Uh-huh.
0: See, because it's the inside job, you're inside, and you have a cool job. John Barta, is the uh, is it the assistant chief engineer on the 3-liter Duramax? It
2: is. That is very accurate.
1: All right. That's a pretty good <laughs> guess for us. All right. So, uh, exciting for you guys. Finally, after, I guess it's probably been three, four years of speculation. Uh, you guys have finally gotten to the point where the media is driving the brand new 3-liter clean sheet Straight six, Duramax. Watch your language. <laughs> and uh, I guess we're at the point where we can talk about it a little bit.
2: Yeah, we are. And, and we're really excited to bring it out. And uh, we've been getting a lot of great comments on how it drives and uh, the fuel economy that, uh, that it's going to achieve. And we're really excited about it.
1: So let's start with the basics. It is a straight six. It was done in-house at General Motors, and the output is 277 horsepower and 460 pound-feet of torque. Is that correct? That
2: is correct. The good thing about that torque is it comes very early in the uh, RPM band. We get that at 1,500 RPMs. We get the two, uh, the 460 pound-feet, and we get 95% of that at 1,250 RPMs. So it really wow. really, kick, really kicks hard and uh, just comes on like, like digital.
1: So I guess the, the the number 1 thing is, over the years, GM has always been looking at different ways to have, if you will, a quote-unquote baby Duramax. There was a point uh, uh, probably 10 years ago where there was the smaller V8 was being tested back when Hummer was around and in some of the half-tons. And then you guys went ahead with this and did an all-new clean sheet design, and it's a straight-six. So maybe walk us through what the thinking was behind the straight-six architecture, and then also what the thinking was, why
0: a clean sheet design how does that help uh, help you guys with and when you birthed it did you give it a blue bonnet and and like little baby trousers no okay so I don't think
2: so. sorry well, we're, we're still working on the trousers we're not sure what color okay so why, why a clean why why would we do an i6 right um, so, th- you know, the days are really different from ten years ago when uh, those other concepts were being bantered or- bantered around. But uh, th- why did- why the I6? Because this whole concept was developed so that we had a great high fuel efficiency diesel engine to offer in the light duty pickups, which has been vacant for a long time. And we wanted to make sure we did it right. We wanted to make sure that we have the best driving experience for the customers. So the I6 allows us some great advantages for efficiency. It's naturally balanced, so the NVH is excellent on this vehicle. and the the I six design allows low friction, which is just um, goes hand in hand with the uh, efficiency. It helps us with emissions, and uh, it's just fewer parts to have to have rotating mass. it's It's just an absolutely very smooth
0: engine. now when when you're developing this engine, I guess I'm curious how many times you've you changed paths? Did you ever pivot?
2: Well, I think the original
0: design coms, concepts,
2: we, we looked at several different design engines, right? And we came up with, okay, what's the best to get to our, to get to our uh, uh, desired goals? As it turned out, with the next generation Silverado, which we've been able to work with from the very beginning of its conception, so we didn't have to get out a sledgehammer and make uh, extra room in the front of dash for it. We designed it in. So that allowed us to be able to put a line six in because the engine, it's the longest- longest engine in the T1 truck. So we had to make room for it. So that was an enabler. And we look at what we wanted to do in terms of efficiency, fuel economy, drivability, and the the, the Line 6 gave us that best solution.
0: Did you run any any, any roadblocks there with efficiency?
2: Well, any new engine development program is always got some challenges to it, right? Uh, You've got about 400 new parts, you've got new suppliers, you've got new systems that we're implementing. in GM, we are uh, we are owners of our own software and controls development, and we've and we've got some exciting new uh, uh, systems on the engine so that we meet our meet our our goals. So you're always going to have situations where you know we run into issues, and um,
0: that's why you're engineers, controls. right? You we, engineer now, your way out of it. Now, let me ask you: so so if as as an engineer, John, are do you look forward personally? Do you look forward to developing? Every piece? Or do you look to like, hey, what can I reuse from another platform? What can I repurpose? Where are you in that mix? Or do you just like, we call it a clean sheet. Does that mean everything was a clean sheet?
2: So not everything. Uh, Within GM, we've been developing our common set strategy for uh, not only gas, but also diesel engines. So there are some shared components which came out of a lot of uh, deep development to say the best avenue forward. One of those would be the active thermal management, which is the cooling system. Uh, We share a a rotary valve, which gives us great control over all of our uh, uh, cooling needs on the vehicle. And that's shared with the 2.7 gas that's in the same Silverado.
1: So I've got a question about packaging. Obviously there's inherent advantages to a straight six. Being completely balanced is one of those things. Uh, Torque is another one of those things. But in a truck that was only going to have, a, or I get not only, but traditionally has only had a V6, a V8, now a four cylinder, was there enough room or was the Silverado Hafton always designed from the beginning to package a straight six under the hood?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And because it's, well, clean sheet design on the engine, clean sheet for the new Silverado. So we were, this entire concept was started hand in hand. And so we, we had all of the, uh, room and features available within within the vehicle to package it uh, so we didn't have to do any extraordinary uh, things after the fact, let's say.
1: Well, you're talking about common engine architecture or uh, families. Is there anything that the straight six shares with the four-cylinder gas family, like bore spacing or, or anything like that? Because what we've seen is for, for quite a while, straight sixes, especially in the German vehicles, went away and it was V8s and V6s. And the reason for V6s was because you could easily make a V6 out of a V8 family. Whereas now you're starting to see the straight sixes come back in the, in the uh, German family ca- uh, cars because you can take a four-cylinder and a six-cylinder and also have them in the same family. So I guess I'm curious, are there any commonalities with just the architecture between the new gas power plant and the uh, diesel?
2: So not so much with the gas power plant, but within, within the diesel family, um, we do ha- so. Our, our cylinder set strategy for diesels does allow us to go from a six to a four to a three, and and those those engines are uh, have been developed and you know looking for applications for those sometime in the future.
1: So talk to us a little bit about the block construction, the pistons, and then also your injection and turbo system, the things that that make the engine stout and the things that make the engine breathe.
2: So the block's all aluminum. The heads aluminum. And uh, it's uh, we've got we've reduced the mass where we we don't need the strength and we've added the strength where we do. So pistons are aluminum, but we have um, metal liner in the block. We also have a lower crankcase extension, with which is another aluminum cast member of the of the. Entire engine is that like a bed that plate? It's kind of like a bed plate, but it's extended down and it it's uh, kind of the transition down to the oil pan. Okay, it's a very very stiff structure. It's it's used to uh, help strengthen the block and and uh, does a good job of that. In terms of the fuel delivery system, we have I think class leading injection pressures at twenty five hundred bar, which is thirty six thousand two hundred fifty wow. psi. Wow, that
0: is a lot.
1: That's really high. And for those of yeah. you uh, paying attention at home. Uh, typically, a solenoid system might be anywhere from 27 to 29,000, whereas a piezo might be 30, 32. So to be at 36, uh, uh, what that means is that through the injection process, the fuel is atomized easier because of all the pressure. But that's a really high number. How does that compare to the L5P, the the big brother? So
2: the L5, yeah, the L5P is
1: at uh, 2,000 bar. So cool. Well, <laughs> so 20% more <laughs> pressure. Yeah.
2: That allows us to get, you know, real high power density, um, and that's that's why our numbers are so good on horsepower. Th- the other thing you got to mention about the injection system is we have up to 10 injections per cylinder event. So that allows us to do, you know, those small injections to help shape the, uh, the combustion process so we don't get those sharp spikes and we get rid of all that combustion noise. Yeah, a, lot, us-
1: a lot better for NVH. Now, is yeah. that mm-hmm. dynamic throughout the – the power band so that it's up to 10, but you don't necessarily have 10 going on all the time.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It's up to 10. You know, normal driving, we, we might be at, at four or five. Um, when we have in regen, we'll do after injections as well, which, are, which would be included in, in that 10. So we definitely, uh, in some cases, we use all of them, some and most of the time not.
0: What do the pistons look like? Because on the L5P, they are, it's a work of art. And the way you've designed the swirl so the fuel is swirling inside, it's got a very interesting dome. I know that there's some incredible technology in the Big Brother. Did you, does that go across to this uh, straight six?
2: Yeah, so we've got a um, patented uh, piston bowl that we use in the Line 6. So we've got our, our GM patented uh, bowl, which is uh, very similar to the uh, the, the Big Duramax but uh, slightly different, I guess optimized for the line six. So I want to talk about the uh, the one of the actuators that we have on the um, on the engine which is a swirl valve uh, which is used in the intake system. So we have a, a dual runner system into into each one of the cylinders on the intake side. On one of those intake paths we've got a small, flapper valve, which we control to bias the uh, the flow into the piston. So in low flow, low uh, load conditions, we close that the one flapper down so that we get more agitation and we get that swirl factor in there to help the mixture of the air and fuel and to get the atomization better and the efficient and the burn better.
0: How many hours would you estimate, John, have been invested in the development of this engine?
2: I didn't expect that answer <laughs> or that question. Sorry, um, boy, we gotta a couple. Uh,
0: try, try
1: hosting a, a, a show with him. <laughs> so
2: yeah, so let's do this. Uh, we we started five years ago uh, at the inception. Uh, we've got approximately a hundred people in it uh, over oh those my. five years. So we could go ahead and and do the math on that. It's been a lot uh, because it's ground up. You know, you don't get a chance to reuse a lot. So we have a. Uh, a lot of really great, uh, dedicated engineers working on all these subsystems, and uh, it's really been a great uh, journey to get us to where we uh, to where we are today, ready to launch this thing.
0: What's so, the buzz internally about this engine? I mean, are guys really pumped on it? And and then externally, because you've been talking to some other media as well. What's the early reception like?
2: Well, it's been stellar. So internally within GM, we've we've built uh, a a pretty good sized captured test fleet. And we've got a lot of engineers driving them around and we're getting a lot of great comments back. Uh, we've got almost a little mini uh, fuel economy challenge going on to see who can get the best mileage. We had a guy that so was driving back from our Fort Wayne, uh, Indiana plant up to Michigan, had a great tailwind and was uh, slowed down by snow. So he was only driving like 50 miles an hour, but he got, he got a, a staggering, 37 miles per gallon in that in that no stress. So that, way yeah but that is uh that was a, a, i bet he had, a, had it
1: in neutral was going downhill
2: hyper <laughs> mileage type of uh, type of driving event so i'm
1: curious so, with the uh with the straight six what is the weight of that compared to whatever the heaviest gas engine option so i would assume it would be probably the 6.2 liter would be the heaviest gas engine offered where does the uh, the diesel and the gas compare in terms of overall weight and and was there any suspension tuning and things that had to be done to the truck to compensate for the diesel?
2: So no, our our weight is two hundred twelve kilograms. Uh, the weight of the five three is two hundred and seven kilograms. Wow, and okay. the weight and the weight of the six two is uh, actually less at two oh six. Because there's a little little more air in those uh, in those uh, cylinders.
1: So what's the turbo setup on it? And are, I'm assuming you're using a VGT turbo. And then does it have a, a setting for um, engine braking, you know, exhaust brake, things like that?
2: So our turbo comes from uh, Honeywell. We get 29 psi boost out of it. Um, it's a first for us. We it's ball bearing turbo, so it has really quick spin up. Uh, it's been up to 175,000 RPMs. Uh, it is electronically controlled, uh, so we do use no vacuum to control it. And the electronic control allows us that quick response. This is where you're going to see with the VGT, we're able to really get the boost quick into the cylinder. And uh, this is what gives you the great driving experience.
1: I uh, had the pleasure of uh, standing next to one of the silver autos with this engine in it under camo back when I visited Detroit several months ago. You didn't get to drive it, though. I did not get to drive it at that time, mm. but I was impressed with how quiet it was when you were standing next to it. You could definitely be in a drive through and have no problem uh, ordering a Dr. Pepper and a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it, that's true. <laughs> is it difficult when it comes down to that, John, getting this thing as quiet as possible? Do you have to, because it is a, I would assume it's a balancing act between, you know, horsepower and torque, and then muffling it it's it's got to be not an easy task right well it's not
2: and some of the things which you know like the way we inject fuel we're able to control the the combustion noise and that's a big that's a big deal right there To but the injectors do make noise when they when they actuate regardless of uh, how you control the combustion process so we have a, a really dense a layer of foam, which goes over the whole top of the engine, which helps keep the noise down. We've got a nice uh, cover on the intake side as well on the intake air manifold, which which keeps the noise down. And plus, the Silverado, uh, you know, sound guys in inside the uh, the cab have done a great job of trying to isolate our engine. Um, we have active engine mounts to make sure that any vibration that is there or or, or roll during acceleration is minimized into the cabin, and it's just you know, the thing is really quiet and we've gotten a lot of great comments on how quiet it is.
0: Is Do you have a, an internal struggle though with that a lot of like truck fans and our audience would, would, would potentially have these these debates where you've got guys who want the ultimate family mobile and they want it as whisper quiet as possible, but then you have maybe some older school guys that want the modern technology, but they want it to be loud and they want it to sound like a diesel. Do you ever have that, kind of tug of war internally or no? Is it just get it quiet no matter what?
2: You know, I think we've we've talked about that internally at the meetings and, uh, you know, everybody's trying to be devil's advocates to make sure we cover everybody. But I can tell you the early feedback that we've we've heard back is I I haven't had anybody complain that it was uh, not loud enough. I mean, honestly, if you get into the throttle, you you certainly hear that thing come alive and you can tell it's a diesel at that point, but it's only at those extreme, you know, watt conditions and during normal driving, it's great. So I would suggest we could, uh, you know, we could get a uh, uh, an MP3 and put it on a stick and they could put it in their car if we wanted uh, diesel noises. <laughs> I
0: right. was just thinking about that too. It comes well, with well, a. Uh, it could be like
1: that other an SD cro- card. Well, I was to say that crosstown rival who uh, puts fake engine noises into their cars and trucks, yeah. which is um, just. Weak. Yeah, stop doing that, car manufacturers and truck manufacturers. <laughs> we want to. We want to hear what you got going on down there. Well, you want to hear yeah, it. You want to feel it. Yeah.
2: I'd be I'd be even willing. You know that we we would even make different engines available. Maybe like an old Caterpillar noise. Whichever <laughs> one. <laughs>
0: okay, that, want that to might robot. be cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, you yeah. got to do a roller coaster. <laughs> what's going uphill. up? Hill and then <laughs> what's going down?
1: <laughs> hey, let's patent that before we start talking yeah, about well, it sure. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. so on your new engine what percentage of biodiesel are you guys uh, approving to run in it and then also how cold will it start up uh, before requiring the use of a block heater
2: ah so we are we're uh good with b20 fuel okay and the block heater you go unassisted down to uh minus 22 degrees what wow.
1: Or our yeah. our friends out in the uh, oil, Canadian uh, oil country, which we have a lot of fans, Minnesota. Well, yeah, but they will be very happy about that. Well, yeah. uh, we once talked to a guy who, uh, in his diesel truck, he doesn't turn it off for literally six months because it gets so cold up there. What really? Yeah, it lets it run for six months. In his well, I know guys with big rigs do that. Yeah. but I didn't know like consumer vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's good to know that it'll start if it's, uh, if it's cold outside. And then I don't think we've said this is attached to your excellent 10-speed automatic transmission, correct?
2: It is. That's a great enabler for us to uh, – because we have a pretty – I mean, for, for the diesel, I'd say in the segment, we've got a great power band. All the way from as low as indicated, 50, we're getting 95% of our torque. And at 3750 RPM, we're getting uh, our max horsepower so when you accelerate you get a great kick in the back and then when you get up to 3750 that 10 speed really allows us to just stay right hovered around that and as you are accelerating on a watt you'll see the rpm needle move between 3500 to 4000 back and forth like a tick tock and you barely feel the shifts and you just scoot down the road like you got it like you're driving an electric car or something like that. The torque is so linear and uh we just absolutely love it.
1: I'm guessing you're biased, but if I were the market for a all new half ton Silverado, is this the powertrain of choice?
2: In my mind it is and a good friend of mine, Tim Herrick, says this is his favorite powertrain in the lineup. So,
1: really I,
0: funny. Tim yeah. Herrick is a friend he of our does. show. <laughs> we know yes. Tim. I he know. might he might not admit that. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, he he said something about uh, riding a mountain bike for you. He said he he, he told me to tell you hi. <laughs> yep. That, okay.
1: Yeah, well, that's I, he, the Tim uh, we know. He actually, called me yesterday and gave me a, a bunch of crap for not being out at this particular media launch, and uh, yeah. asked me if. Uh, if I was mad at him and hadn't told him yet, and I'm like, no, I just I'm busy. So, so uh, sent him uh, my regards, and then I got one last question for you, John. In the the grand scheme of this whole program, and now you guys are at the finish line. the The engine is in the trucks. The trucks are being driven by the media. They'll be out soon to the consumers. Is there one accomplishment that you're really proud of? in the development of this engine, something you fought for or something that you thought was the right choice and, and GM spared no expense because that was the right way to make this engine. Are you
0: talking about his team or John specifically? I'm talking about whatever he wants to throw out okay.
4: there.
2: Well, you know, I'm mostly proud of how our team has, I to tell you the truth, you're developing a new engine and you've got a lot of issues that come up. And at each one is important at each one of our engine phases, whether it's alpha, beta, and the biggest thing that I am proud of, both the team and myself, is just our perseverance to continue on uh, without any slowdown. We've had some monumental issues that we've overcome uh, with flying colors, and now we're fully validated. Um, I just can't be any more proud of the team than I am in terms of their Dedication to this engine, the number of hours of overtime that uh, never got paid or never even got got <laughs> logged is just incredible. So I'm I'm just uh, extremely happy. We've had, for an example, over Christmas, in fact, two Christmases in a row, we've had uh, massive issues where we've had the team engaged, you know, and other than saying Christmas Day, uh, we we gotta we gotta keep meeting and 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 push to get resolutions on you know what those issues were at the time so it's just been incredible
0: are there any easter eggs on this engine i know that sounds strange i'm I'm just curious he's got he's got designers that work for him right Mm -hmm. and i'm wondering if there's a um i don't know a a a piece of the substructure of this engine that has a, a signature of that an engineer could have hid in it that we would look for
2: i i don't know are you are you asking about like are you asking like is there some uh uh a durability
1: issue within the engine? No, no no no, or... no, 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 no. If there's some sort of, if an engineer who was designing it ho- snuck right. his initials somewhere in the casting or something like All right.
0: that. Holman would would write a wiener somewhere he would engrave. That's probably uh, right. true. Holman <laughs> would have a wiener, like, and it would be somewhere, like, in the casting, is what I'm saying, in the <laughs> aluminum casting. Does that ever happen with your engineers where they try and hide something that they know is just theirs? Like, hey, uh, so, uh, so uh. when they pass along, you know, they, their kids go, Oh, my dad did that on this engine 20 years ago.
2: I Well, I do know of a couple of guys that might have tried to do something like that. See, Holman? Um, yeah, but it's not going to make it. Let's see. Um, John's trying
1: to be see. very diplomatic I, I with know, his answer. I know, right? I cannot think of a good
2: one. Here's
0: the million dollar question one that you can answer, I believe, right? And it's going to take a timpani roll. When is this engine available? It is available as <laughs> it's going to be a 2020 launch product,
2: and it will be coming uh, in late summer and early fall. Um, nice. We're in our final steps of full certification, and we're we're within literally um, days or. Short it's a
0: minutes.
1: big audience. Yeah, yeah they're very they're very happy, they're happy about, about yeah. this
0: engine, John.
2: You guys quiet down. <laughs>
1: quiet down. He's trying to talk. Okay. So, uh, have the fuel economy numbers been announced yet?
2: They have not been
1: announced yet. I I didn't have a cricket sound effect, or I would have played it. I thought I was going to sneak that one in there at the end. (laughs) All right, so uh, this is uh, John Barta, Assistant Chief Engineer of the 3-liter Duramax for uh, General Motors, so the uh, Sierra 1500 and Silverado 1500. And, uh, John, it's been a pleasure having you on, and we really appreciate uh, all the insight on your new engine. And uh, I'm sure you're proud, as you should be.
2: Guys, it's been a pleasure, and I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to
0: you. Outstanding. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks. Bye. Holman, if you don't mind, I'd like to serve you up a hot steaming plate, a five-star hotline. Oh, my favorite dish! Yes! Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the five-star hotline.
5: Lightning, Coleman, hey, it's Mongo. Just been listening to you guys since 2 in the morning. That's about eight hours worth of listening. <laughs> i got another eight hours yet to go. First time listener, long time caller. Whoa. Yeah, I've been up a long time. Wanted to say, enjoying the podcast, keep up the good work. Uh, Lightning, you're absolutely right. Diesel pumps should be green.
3: Yes. Industry standard. <laughs> yes, it Diesel should. Diesel is
5: green. Sorry, that's the way it should be. Ford's rule. Hey, I'm quite a Bronco connoisseur. I currently own four of them. Can't wait for the new one to come out. you got to tell us a little bit more about it, Holman. Quit with this embargo crap. That's all for now. I'll call again later. <laughs>
0: five oh, hey, star! Oh, hey, five star! And... embargo. So, he owns five Broncos, and he was dying to know when the new Bronco is coming out, and... Holman, can't say. Um, s- Soonish? Soonish, sure. Okay, yeah. I get a call on the way in to the studio today, uh-huh. yeah, and it was from uh, Nicole Alvarez, who is uh-huh. a DJ on the radio station that I used uh-huh. to work at, and yeah. she goes, I know that you know when the new Bronco's coming out. Did she say it with sure. that sort of like anger and um, uh, sass? No, no, no. At first she's like, "Hey, by the way, do you know when the the, uh, the new Broncos coming out?" I'm like, "Well." She goes, mm. and then she got serious. <laughs> wow! In. And then she's like, "I know you know." <laughs> and I go, "Well, Holman knows. I don't know. He won't share it with me because he knows I'll blab it." <laughs> That's probably and accurate. And she's like, "You guys aren't under. Ambarga. Are you? We and might I said, be. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> We, might we be. are.
5: Lightning Holman, Mongo again." <laughs> Smoky Mountain Rain, keep on calling. <laughs>
1: okay, uh huh. Keep
5: on calling. Okay, yeah. Hey, made it to Tennessee. Oh,
1: he's um, still driving.
5: Still listening to you guys. <laughs> this is probably going to be the longest uh, one time binge of the truck show he is ever. 20 hours into that drive if he's a minute. This morning at 3 o'clock. Now 140. You guys, every second of the way. Wow. You need to pull over. There's (laughs) so many episodes I haven't listened to yet. Get
1: some rest.
5: Just wanted to check in with you. Let you know I'm still alive.
0: Good to know, buddy. (laughs) It's
5: Mongo from Mongo's Garage.
1: I like that. Nice plug.
0: Yeah.
5: Okay. All right. All right. right. You got that? Hey, I almost forgot. (laughs) Five star, five star, five star. Five Star
0: Five Star. Five Star. Five Online. Yeah, well, All appreciate right. that, right, Mongo. Good. Thanks for I, calling I, in. Repeatedly. Wonder uh wonder how the rest of this trip went. I don't know. Let's find out.
5: Lightning home it's Mongo again. <laughs> hey Mongo. <laughs> Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> wow, okay. Lord, I'm coming home to you. That's right. Made it to Alabama. Uh, still listen. It's like uh, going into the 12th hour at this point. You guys were just talking about the VWs and where they're all parked. Next time you get a chance, go on Google Earth and pull up the port of Baltimore.
0: Dude, he is way behind in his episodes.
1: Well, let's uh, let's skip to the next voicemail and see uh, where, he, where
0: he's at now. Okay.
1: Lightning, home, Mongo again. Uh, I was just listening to you guys.
0: By the way, uh, Google Translator calls him Bongo. Bongo. <laughs> 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 he wouldn't be happy with that. Let's answer
5: some emails. Apparently at one point, Coleman, you had mentioned something about a eight bit video game that you played when you were at daycare. Oh, he
0: is way behind. Yeah, I've got my own little
5: story, and I was wondering if maybe you or the listeners could help me. When I was but a young lass living in northern Jersey, one Christmas I came down, and to my surprise, old Saint Nicholas had left me a very interesting slot car track. Mm -hmm. Wasn't regular slot cars like you would think. It actually had dump trucks and tractor and trailers. If I remember correctly, the track was gray, and I can I could definitely remember there being at least one dump truck that you could back into an unloading area and unload. I totally remember these. I'm, I'm out of the dump truck wondered if maybe anybody else remembers that it would have been sometime Tycho? in the early
1: eighties. I think it. Tyco sounds right.
5: Early 80s, I know right what it is.
1: I think I am going to pull it up on Pinterest. Was popular. US one electric trucking from J C Penney. Okay, in the white box catalog, this track came with the airport. It says it's rare on eBay right now. One hundred twelve dollars and fifty cents with thirty three bids. Here, I remember. There's the track you could back into. I remember I backed. loaded load the, up your semi. Yep.
0: You backed in, and when you uh, when the dump truck hits this little point, it yes, dumps. It dumps. Oh, oh I, li- I like listeners You bring us down memory lane. All right. Well, I think. Thanks, an, Mongo. I think enough for Mongo for now, so. so Lightning, gonna, Holman, oh, Mongo. Oh, oh, oh the more <laughs> Mongo. <laughs> Mississippi. They're <laughs> good. Woo. All right. So, enough with Mongo. Okay. We've had enough of him. Right, no, I think no, we're. No, ne- Lightning, ne- Holman, oh, Mongo here. Ma- Mongo's he back.
5: I didn't want to leave you guys hanging.
0: Were you worried about Mongo? <laughs> his, say, his well-being, yes. Yeah, I was definitely worried. Oh,
5: success. The uh, road trip is almost come to an end.
1: I wonder how many episodes we got to through to on that road trip. i deliver
5: my part. Uh, I looked at the machine that I came to look at. And now I've turned around and I'm going to try and make it to the other side of wherever it is. New Orleans, so I'm not stuck in traffic. So I can drive home in the morning. And listen to another sixteen hours of 16
1: the truck Sixteen
5: hours—that's like truck four podcasts.
1: four shows.
5: <laughs> I want to talk about the Broncos. Well, you know, happen. Mongo, let's, uh, have a have
1: a really safe trip. Yeah, no, and uh, we'll check out with you. Yeah, uh, not embark. so much. Yeah, 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 we'll check up, uh, check in with you in a couple weeks. Hey Holman. And no truck boy. <laughs> 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 okay, there's an inside joke there. That's, Don't even come at me like that's that. That's funny.
0: Don't even come at me like Only that. Only some
1: of you will know, but there's a there's a uh, mm-hmm. there's oh, a no. story there.
0: Sold my truck, and that's looking not, for a new one. That's not what he's
1: referring to. I know exactly what he's referring to, and so do you.
0: Oh oh, no n- dog boy. New dog. You think he is? Yes.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I think he's referring
0: to no dog boy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pass by that story. On <laughs> Come on, that's a good one. Just calling
3: to find out when are you guys going to be hosting your event. Funny you because should ask. I think you guys passed 500 reviews, not including the bad ones from that podcast, but <laughs> I hijacked my fiance's phone and put a review in there,
1: so... Five stars! Nice! All right! Five stars! We'll Five stars! All right, Sweet. so uh, as we said, it'll be in the first half of August on a Saturday. We're working on some dates, so just leave that area of the uh, year open. Leave and- all of August open.
0: How about that? Okay, I like that. All right. All right.
3: Lightning and Holman. Holman, I got to say, you are right and you are wrong
1: about Lightning. Wow, how can I be both? Um, oh, wait. Should we guess? Sounds complex.
0: Hmm.
3: Are
1: you going to guess? Um, I think that... um. No, just let's just listen. Okay. To them.
3: Right when it comes to the audio issues, I gotta say, Lightning. I actually spent several years working in the car audio industry, and it's not
0: uh, that makes two of us. Yeah, uh-huh. quite
3: as prestigious, I'm sure, as some of the things you've done. But I am an audiophile, and I have to say, when you continually bring up the audio issues, it actually is more glaring than if we were just to try to listen to them. And we know that. So uh, Holman yeah. is right about that but I can feel your pain. Maybe you think it's uh, like radio, but I got to tell you, it's like 0% chance that someone is actually going to start listening in the middle of one of those interviews and miss the profuse apologies that you <laughs> ahead of time. So one apology you'd probably do. Holman, I got to say, you're wrong about Lightning mentioning banks hey, every now. episode. Every episode? Every episode? No, I don't think so, but... I gotta say, he's wearing a big shirt Probably right now. about fifty percent. No, not fifty no percent. You said. guys are what? That would be what? Thirty-eight episodes.
1: No <laughs> way! I think so. Times.
3: Well, I guess that's getting on and the heavy side. you edit out a lot of it. Uh, I have to hear you mention no, it. No,
1: no, no! I do. Uh, yeah, you're like I'm late because I'm coming from Banks, and then you edit that part out. So I hear it. So I think it's on the show, oh, and that's why I think every time I do edit because I'm not talking about it. Moving on. All right, right. but you gotta let him have it.
3: Holman, let Lightning have something, man. The guy drives around <laughs> in a Mini Cooper. He doesn't yes, have a truck. He does. He's got to be able to talk about banks. I mean, That's even fair. if it was every episode, it's the one thing that the guy has. You gotta, <laughs> well, I, I gotta,
0: can't
5: gotta argue
3: with listen that. Listen to
0: his voice. It's like yeah. he's pleading with no, you, Holman. I, I, I can't argue with that. On him. my behalf. Well, you
3: have a fan. I love you, man.
1: Congratulations.
3: Give him a little nugget. And uh, I gotta say, though, Lightning, it's my personal goal to own a pickup truck again before you do. (laughs) So I'll keep you guys updated. But right now, it's neck and neck.
1: uh, Easily Um, achievable goal. You think so? I think so.
3: And as far as the t-shirts you guys mentioned, I gotta say, lastly, that I did email you guys (laughs) like uh, nine months ago or something, Mm. uh, and and you read it. But I I like it. I like the mystique about whether or not the t shirt will be sent. So do It's kind of like if you guys remember the uh, Guns N' Roses album, Chinese Democracy. Yes, it's supposed I, to come out I, for like 15 years. I actually do. Although I guess this is a bad comparison because what that means is in like uh, eight years, <laughs> I'll finally get a t shirt and it'll be a major disappointment. Wow. So uh, just don't send a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys have a great show, and I always look forward to the next episode. This is from Ben in Sevierville,
0: Tennessee. Thanks, guys. Ben is the man, by Dude, the way. I like Ben. He delivers. You can call anytime yeah.
1: you want, Ben. It's 657-205-6105. That's the five-star hotline. If uh, you're traveling cross-country and want to talk to us to keep you awake, or if you uh, just want to uh,
0: tell Lightning he's... You can rag on me. Right or wrong. As long as you're funny. Five-star. 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 All right, so I'm excited about this film. I was unaware of it until you recently brought it to my attention, and then I did this deep dive and found out it was like a Kickstarter campaign, and it's been around for years. And I should have known about it years ago. Now I'm embarrassed. Well, it's not; hasn't been around for years. They've been working on it for years. I, so let's like, call Chris. Chris yeah, James. Yeah, listen, let's all have right. Chris explain. The it. producer. Okay. All
2: right, Dial. Oh,
4: this is Chris.
0: Hey, Chris, it's Lightning and Holman from the Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? What's happening?
4: Very good. How are you guys
0: doing? Fantastic. We want to talk to you, but before we do, we have to play your intro. Don't move. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a a story. story. Pull up a stool and share. How about you pull up a stool? So, Chris James, you can't really pull up a stool because you're not here with us, unfortunately. <laughs> but if you were, we'd have you pull up a stool and share a little story with us. Chris, you are the producer of Mod Kids USA, and we want to dig into this Amazon film and find out kind of the backstory. It's been brewing for I don't know, like five plus years, and uh, yeah. kind of find out how you got involved and 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 what the show is all about and why all of our audience should be tuning into the into Amazon. To see it.
4: Yeah, I think, well, yeah, like you said, it's been in the works for, yeah, like almost up to five years, like pre-production, finding out a film we wanted to film as an independent film production company, and we just kind of came across this modified car class in the Lucas Oil Racing Series when we were in Vegas in 2015, and just fell in love with the class, and that these kids go really fast, and it's like as exciting as the pros, and we said we have to start filming this, so we interviewed every kid in the Modcart class, like back in 2015. Um, obviously, we can't follow every single kid in a film, um, but we we pick like five or six to start with and kind of build it up from there. And so, really, we started filming in the 2016 season. So, this Mod Kids USA film that's coming out on Amazon will be, uh, you know, the first of actually five full length features we, we're producing.
1: And so essentially this is following these kids as they have moved through the racing hierarchy and they're now into like, uh, was it mini trophy trucks or, or, uh, yeah. okay.
4: Yeah. It's really like, um, I guess before UTVs came along, so you got like the junior one cart class and junior two, and then they decided to really suit them up and make them go really fast and they became the mod carts. And really like mod carts is like, you know, this that's when you start going like 80, 90 miles an hour and start shifting gears and spinning around corners at full speed like the pros so it's like it's the perfect cast to kind of gear up the kids like from 12 to 15 to then like go into the pro classes later on
1: and these are uh these are skinned like pickup trucks, so they look like uh, little mini trophy trucks, and they're really badass. But but they're basically go-karts, right? Well, these have suspension. Uh, desert racing-style off-road suspension. No, I know that, but they, I mean,
0: they call them carts, so I would assume they have to be related to go-karts. Am I, <laughs> am I way off base there? I mean, why are they yeah. calling mod carts?
4: Uh, I think, like, the carts is just like, you know, you had, like, trophy trucks, and then they put carts on the end to— kind of make it sound more kiddish or give it a kid kind of vibe okay all right um, it, it's, it, they certainly aren't anything like a go-kart they, they're really like a pro light truck like kind of squashed down to like a mini th- a mini truck and so you know it's called carts. so yeah, you know they're called mod carts, and then we kind of like said hey we should call these mod kids and then so like the last kind of four years we've been building the More Kids USA brand on social media, like everyone else. So, you know, More Kids USA, like it's on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, within the niche of the sport, we're very well known. But like when this first film comes out on Amazon, then we're we're out there for the whole nation to see. So we're really excited about this film. It's really, really cool. I mean, this is where like, Nash, you know, future NASCAR legends are born. They're like born in the dirt. They're like, you know, they, they battle young mm-hmm. So they're like prepared for when they like move up into the pro divisions.
1: So I got a a funny story. So the mod (laughs) cards are single seat mini racetracks. So they use a 450 cc
0: engine. Okay, Uh, right? Yeah, way bigger than a than a a go kart.
1: Yeah, they're they're called trophy carts when they first came out, and I believe Nestor has a a hand uh, in building them, and he had invited us out to. it was like Glenn Helen as a, the media to go out and race these things on a short course and say, hey, we're building these cool new uh, trophy carts, and we want you guys to have some experience in it. And you turned a bunch of off-road journalists loose in these things, <laughs> and we were hucking these things like six, seven feet off the ground, and I rolled th- right. I rolled three times on the same corner. No, you didn't. And they would have to roll. they run out, and they'd roll you back on their wheels, and they'd start you back up. And I feel really bad because the trophy cart people ha- must have had everybody Was cracked from the journalist being let loose. They're way
0: too big. (laughs) Oh, it's awesome! Do you have like do you have a little mini Hans
1: device in there? Well it wasn't. I mean, this is ten years ago, so it wasn't really a Hans device. But you had full helmet and a full race suit and and and, you know whole nine yards. But they are so much fun. I can understand you know the appeal, but I can tell Mm. you that they roll really well. So the only time I've ever rolled a vehicle. Out of all my years of wheeling, jeeping, off-roading was in those stupid trophy cars getting around <laughs> and it was right after when we did it the track was was uh the surface was really different cuz it rained so there was wet spots of the track and then dry spots of the track and as everybody was chewing
0: it up you know spots were getting turned so up you catch an edge like a snowboard yeah, and go right and
2: over then, <laughs> <laughs> got it let
0: me play a quick clip from the from the film
2: beautiful that's nice right here
3: so when you're going off the takeoff it really pushes you down in your seat and it feels like your heart almost stops. Or like your guts are falling out. It's just a huge adrenaline rush. It's it's pretty much like a roller coaster.
1: When they're off the track, they're all friends. But when you get on the track, you got no friends on the track. And the kids all want to win. They get aggressive.
3: Well, as you can see, like when we kind of went in and clipped, the nose got stuffed in and bent the bumper back, and just like a sway bar was bent back here. We got we came out very lucky in this run.
0: So the kids, uh, Chris, they are in mm. it to win it. Like these, and it's before they've learned fear as well. So that's an interesting dynamic. These aren't adults that are like, oh, "I don't know if that jump is too big." They don't. They don't have fear,
4: right? Right. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, we don't see any <laughs> fear in them. I mean, like, yeah, we're following kids. Like, you know, they come into the mod- modified car class at like twelve. They get phased out at sixteen. Once they hit sixteen, then they have to leave the class. Oh, they're old at um, sixteen. <laughs> yeah, they're all. Yeah, they're like, um, yeah,
0: you tend to retire. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting because the 2016 season, like so you can hear Cole Keats talking at the end there. He's got this high pitched voice and he's really small. Well, like now he's like racing pro UTVs and and he's like, you know, he's 18 and he's like probably like six foot three. Um, then you got like Haley Deegan. So like in the film, we're at Haley's her 15th birthday party. She's about to turn 18, and we all know about what she's doing. So this is really where the kids learn everything. And when they're in the modified car class, they're like preparing themselves for these pro divisions. So like fear, yeah, I, I don't see fear. That they they all want to win, so they'll like do whatever they can to win. I mean, once you throw the kids out on the track, spotters, parents they haven't really got any control over them even if they think they have you got kids racing 90 miles an hour on a track doing jumps and going around corners like how much control have the adults got over that
1: and Haley deegan of course is brian deegan's daughter so for those of you who follow uh Desert and short course racing, you'll know the name
0: Brian How Dean. about motocross before that, well, freestyle? That's or the, what was or, or for. the truck show, though. Yeah, well, I, a lot of these guys driving the trucks, trucks they know sure. motocross exactly. Now, it's interesting that I saw last night, I want to say, that Jeremy McGrath did a little thing with Max's mm. tires with his, I think it's called like From Family Time to Showtime, and he had these yeah. same, his kids... I you know, they start, us like, all right, his wife's like, you have about an hour before dinner, so go have fun. And they go out and they blaze around <laughs> and they come back just in time for dinner and they're using these little mod carts. So I'm wondering. It pretty yeah. much makes me feel like a failure as a father, to be honest right? with you. What is the, the dynamic with a lot of these off-road racers getting their children into it? Or are they the norm or the anomaly?
4: Well, I guess like. Before we started filming and didn't know much about the sport, I have an extreme sports background myself. Like, I was a break dancer as a kid and did BMX as a kid. So, this is like, this just started off as a passion project for us. But I always kind wait, wait, you you can't (laughs) just, you can't glaze over break dancing.
0: First off, you've got a silly (laughs) accent. And then you tell us that you break dance. Wait, hold on. We, we, you know, we have to ask him the question. I know. Where are you from? Is it, is it Australian or is he, are you, are are you uh, from New Zealand?
4: so I am American, but I was raised in the UK. So, like, I went through the whole hip-hop movement in the UK, breakdancing. So that's how I got into music production and then got into film production and now doing the Malky's. So as I'm just getting older, I just wanted to get excited about something again. Like, oh, Like, when I saw it, I was going, like, well, if I lived on the West Coast in, you know, Vegas or California, where all these races are being done, and... I, you know, if I could have done that as a kid, I would have wanted to do that as a kid. And I kind of really just went on pure passion and we just dived into it. But the the first thing I heard was with age comes a cage. So you kind of mentioned like Jerry McGrath and Brian Deegan, you know, from the motocross kind of era. And, you know, as they got older, then they had this saying they used to say, like, you know, they didn't want to break all their bones and stuff. So they put themselves in a cage and they went into truck racing. And as that progressed, then their kids got older and then they the kids wanted to race, too. So then I think this is why these little carts started. like started um, now, like with age Come the cage is starting to go away now within our scene, like kids that do motocross, um, ATVing and stuff like that, where they can fall off and like break something. Like, now parents are going, like, let's take them out of this and put them into these carts because they have a cage. So I think that's, like, helping to grow the sport as well. And I think, like, when when this first film was released, I mean, we put – there's a lot of time and effort into this film. This is a full-length feature film. It's a 90-minute film. I think – Still shorter than our podcast. (laughs) yeah Yeah, I mean we're already starting to bring people into the sport like what we've done on social media um, I think like when kids start to see this they're all going to want to be a mod kid um, when they see this film so like I'm excited about seeing like you know new fans coming to the sport like actually we're being involved in bringing a new like you know like if this if a kid's 12 we want the fans of mod kids to be under 12 right so um, that's the kind of demo we're going for and So they can look up to these kids. Um, That's what we want to kind of create. And I think we've done that on social media pretty good. When this film's out, I think, you know, we're hoping it it can blow up.
0: Now, were you behind the Kickstarter or was that before you became involved?
4: No, I was still involved in the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter was, yeah, like, was actually like, you know, um, you know, you guys actually, um, uh, fourwheeler.com did an article and it was, yeah, it was originally to bring like awareness to the film. Um, But we kind of thought like, oh, like if a thousand people wanted to support the film and, you know, put $20 in support the film or something to get a digital download, that was $20,000. I mean, that's not really a lot of money. So then we said, well, let's create something that can like have more value. So we we created the uh, Motivate, um, Motivate Radio Control and kind of raised like, you know, closer to $50,000 and the the Motivate Radio Control car company – is like, you know, it's just started, they, they're they now out, you can now buy them, we'll bring the price down as the film starts to come out, and it's just like a real good tie-in to, like, having a product within the sport, because all the kids play with RC cars, race RC cars, and so it's a good tie-in to our film, you know, so, but yeah, like, I mean, that was like, when you guys put it on four-wheeler, I mean, that was like, around, like, July, the middle of July, 2017. Yeah, it's gonna ask so it's how almost, many years ago
1: was that, that's, that's a couple of years ago now, almost exactly yeah. two years ago.
4: Yeah, so it's been two years to like find the right place to find the right distribution and that this press passion project isn't just one film. It's going to be five films. So, and this is the first of five. So, we're excited about so where this is going.
1: Are those five going to be you continuing to follow this group of kids as they enter the professional circuit, or no, where just do you go through, from now? No, just through puberty.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right now. As, as like you know, say like three kids phase out of like more kids. One say like um, like Haley Degan. Christopher Valdy, Nathan Barry, they kind of phased out after more kids won. Then we would bring three new kids in and follow these new kids battling the kids. So And then will you have around- uh,
1: find like a really bratty kid and then have like really sinister music every time that they show up in their cart and they'll be in like a totally like blacked out carbon.
0: Well, well, so I find it funny that you bring that up because there's got to be drama because even little kids who yeah. are going to watch the show want oh, drama. Oh, heck yeah. Like there's even drama, you know, like watch Nick at Night or whatever, you know, or, not, or like a cartoon network, that type of stuff. There's uh-huh. drama in some of those yeah, things, agree, cartoons, yeah. right? So they want this. Do you have like, is there the villain? Is there like the James Bubba Stewart of the, uh, you know, of, of Motocross and Mod's kids?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different personalities and like there can be kids considered villains i mean at the end of the day like if there's any drama it's coming from the parents and the adults it's not really coming from the kids and you know so i mean every parent wants their kid to win i mean really this is like oh i mean you could say if it's for the tv series it could be like you know dance mums, like soccer mums type thing and add loads of drama for tv we don't really have to add drama because the drama does come from the parents it's hard for us to capture that um i think as the production grows we'll have more and more film guys at the track like normally we have four or five film guys so essentially we probably need like two film guys following every family so we can capture everything but 100 percent when we first came into this we said oh we don't have to make up the drama here there is so much drama whether we capture enough of it in the films i feel like we need more um some people feel that we need less
0: do you have a hockey dad is there is there one of the parents that is just like larger than life and always screaming, and you know, whether it's at
4: his kid or the other kids, that everyone loves to hate. I think I think we do now. Not when we first started. I guess that we were trying to play a little bit of nice at the beginning because everyone had to trust us. Like we're filming kids and families, and they didn't know how this production was going to roll. Now we're like three years in, and we're in our fourth year. Now there are families that are wanting to like. Like kids in the junior carts, they want to be in kids. So we can we can be selective. If we want to choose someone like that, then we can. Um, I think there are characters like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a bit of a mystery right now because the first film's not out. So I think once people see the first film, these films really flow well into each other. I'm I'm all for drama. I just want it to be real. You know.
0: You keep saying we. I'm curious right. who the we is like who yeah. who found this group like what film company were you with that said oh my god look at these kids we have to follow this and then where did the money come from because it wasn't just Kickstarter
4: oh wow well, no no I mean Kickstarter I mean that's done nothing to really support what we're doing Media Rocker is like our so it's like media and then rock with an A and we were saying hey we'll rock your media Media Rocker so it's like MediaRocker.com. dot and we started to do music videos and country music business. Um, we started a country music show that was like on the CW network, and then got picked up by Mark Cuban's Network Access TV. So we kind of like we were doing a lot of live entertainment uh, so music you're
1: secretly because, and quietly a big deal.
4: Uh, I, you know, I don't want to say a big deal, but I guess like in that world, like, yeah, I mean, you can well put done. a comic spin on it. Hey, I'm a big deal.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because like, that's um, what you would expect from a breakdance loving Brit.
4: Exactly. Because he's um, an American who was <laughs> raised in the UK. I'm just saying. So we kind of like took that and then, like, you know, obviously we did a lot of corporate work and then we kind of found that boring. So the Wii is actually like around 13 people. So we have like oh. videographers, we have editors, we have colorists. I'm overseeing as it as, as I get older. I'm more in that executive producer role where, hey, I don't want to go in a bus and follow all these families and film it and stuff like that. So we're choosing people that want to do that, like getting into that, like a younger demographic, like twenties, thirties, you know, out of college or whatever. We, we find the best of the best in what we do. Um, so I think like, yeah, in terms of financing, I mean the first year we, we did have someone that was willing to back the whole project and they pulled out last minute and we were already – we already chosen the kids. We already bought – like Mia Chapman, for instance, was racing UTVs at the time. And we bought Mia Chapman into Mob Kids USA because my producers were saying, we need we need a girl. We need a father-girl relationship in the story. And that was before we then bought Hayley Deegan in. So it was all – le- this is all a learning curve. But we have the experience to do what we've done. I think we're really proud of the work we've done. So the first year – you know, it's a couple hundred thousand dollars to do these films, each one. So first film, we fully financed. um, And second year, we then started to get some partners. Like from day one, we've been working with Kicker Audio. Kicker Audio are a massive um, supporter of Kids USA. We then have um, Current Debit Card, which is a debit card for kids. And then it's a debit card for teens. And now it's like they have an 18 plus division. So So I think like with Kicker and Current, Outside of the racing industry sponsors, those are the two main ones that are, like, helping support us. Um, You know, I wouldn't say they're funding 100% of the project by any means, but it's getting bigger and better. And some of the partners we're going to bring on this year will be um, kind of in that kind of time frame. I I think, like, you know, the racing partners that we have, they do the best they can. Um,
0: Yeah, their budgets are
4: much smaller. Yeah, they're a lot smaller. And that's the, well, that's the thing we got to go against us. It's like we're filming kids and people don't take it as seriously. So when we first started, it's like, you know, maybe people don't really care about the kids and stuff. We were probably one of the first media companies to be filming the kids. Um, I think people in this, series.
1: In this uh, environment are yeah. afraid of
0: kids. Because because no <laughs> they're gonna
4: because, beat them up they're gonna beat you up no I just feel no, like no I mean this, because social media so, the, and,
0: and it's too easy to do something that could offend someone with a yeah, kid yeah I, I think that right. pe-
1: that people I think that everybody loves a good story with kids in it. I think it mm. it brings back a, uh, a a genuineness and an honesty that all of us wish we could get back to when we were that age. But of course, we're all old and decrepit now. And those <laughs> those, those <laughs> speak for yourself. Those years, young yeah, and agile. Those years are, are long behind us. So I think that I'm we, still break dancing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, I, I break also, but it's not dancing. It's usually crashing on my bike or something. Um, but I, I think what it does is it, it's a genuineness, and it brings back what we remember or wish our childhood or us at that age would be. And I, I think there's genuine interest, but I just think in this climate, people are worried that, you know, with kids there's an extra level of safety or extra level of making sure that, again, social media or that you don't offend somebody. And and so kudos <clears throat> to you for pulling out a story that I think people can really get behind and, and trying to find that authenticity in something that's really cool.
4: Thank you. Yeah, I mean, thanks for noticing that. That's uh just to hear that from someone outside of what we've been doing, and in our own world, is kind of really cool to hear. We uh
1: we get it, and we suggest that everybody head on over to uh, Amazon Prime and check out Mod Kids USA. So it's free, it's, right? If you're if, if you're, you're Amazon, yeah. Amazon if you're Prime, Prime member, yeah. okay. And it launched now in the future, us. So right. it'll be uh, last Friday on June twenty first. So uh by the time you hear this interview, it's live. It's so, live, and it's ready to go. It's live. All right, and we'd love to hear your feedback. Truck Show Podcast at Gmail com. If you decide to uh, to watch the movie and check it out, I, I mean, people day. are always
0: asking for family entertainment, you know, because sure. a lot of the reality shows are they're they're too older, they're too risque, and then the young reality show, like I said, at Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon, or whatever, is just too young. So this, I think, this might be the all ages answer. Yeah, this is something the whole family, I think, can rally behind. You
1: know, if if uh, if Dad likes power sports and and desert racing, and and the family wants to you know learn more about it, or or how, you know, the kids have somebody to be related with. Mom's going right? to get a little drama
0: because she's going to get like what's that show where they follow around the little beauty queens, yeah, the dance moms, and or the moms, something moms like that, and all right? that dance stuff. Films. So I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that there might be some of that in in this show as well.
4: Yeah, we're we'll getting that.
0: Chris, congratulations! Uh, we're excited you. for you. We think it's going to be a great show from what we've seen. We haven't seen the whole show, of course. We're going to be tuning in, like uh, you know, a lot of our audience. All right, man. Well, we appreciate uh, you coming on. Thank you so much for checking in with us.
4: All right. Well, have a good time. Thanks a lot, guys. All, all right, brother. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks. Holman, I need to know. I need to know.
1: Mm, Oh, I know what you
0: need to know. What's new in trucks? Did you hear? What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh!
1: That was way better than the last one.
0: Good synchronization Uh, right there. We were so bad on the last one. Well, I think... It works better when we look at each other because we like we look we we like the shoulders go up is that we, what take it is? we take a breath together and then uh and then uh yeah and then uh well I didn't want to do it again I don't want to steal like we only do it once per show so we just so when we do the uh uh-huh it's uh but we don't do it twice so
1: now we're just spelling it out the noise uh you. H H H. Okay, all right, (laughs)
0: okay, go.
1: All right, uh, I've got a little bit of uh, sad news to report. Mm. Uh, Baja racing legend and Mm. a friend of mine, Rod Hall, Mm -hmm. passed away this past
0: week. The guy that you talk about on every episode. (laughs) <laughs> no. no. Yeah? Um, I would say that you talk about him on uh, 50% of shows. 38 to be exact. Uh, I don't think that's true. No? Okay. He was 82 years old, uh, began his
1: racing career in the 1950s, mm-hmm. uh, and he won the inaugural Nora Mexican 1000 in
0: 1967. And I so heard he raced in a Model T. He As w- the Earth's crust was cooling... He was going across, and he was like, damn, plate tectonics. No, no, no. That wasn't it. Uh, you know
1: what's actually cool is he and I were talking one time, and he told me in the early days he was racing a CJ5, mm-hmm. which is all leaf springs, and they all, they rode like crap anyway. And he said, back then, we thought more leaf springs, the better, so we stacked them. And so for, a, uh, for one of the Baja 1000s, he was coming out of Ensenada. He says- That damn thing rode so hard, almost cut me in half. So I (laughs) took off my seatbelts and didn't wear them the rest of the race. Oh no! And these were times where the guys would be in Baja and they would sleep under a cactus, or they'd get lost. They'd have to wait till morning. I mean, it was was crazy. There was no GPS, and you know, it was wasn't a whole lot of maps from down there. And uh, Rod was—that's when men were men. Oh, we're just wimps now. Let's talk about that. So Rod was the only person to ever race in the first fifty Baja One Thousands. Holy mackerel. And he was the only person to ever win the overall Baja 1000 in a four-wheel drive truck, which means he beat the motorcycles. Oh, my Lord. Which is unheard of today. Okay. Right? I mean, the yeah, motorcycles yeah, always yeah. go out. I don't know. As long as I've known him, he, had, he started every morning, I think, with 100
0: push-ups. When's the last time you talked
1: to him? So I talked to him about a year and a half ago on the side of the Vegas Torino uh, race course when I was racing with uh, his son Chad Hall. And I had a chance to race with Josh in in the Baja One Thousand back in the you were in the mid two thousands. Yeah, I was. Uh, got out of the race truck and I was in the pits and Rod came to sit on the side of the course and and watch uh, watch Chad run and it was a uh, it was awesome to catch up with him. He, he had uh, Parkinson's and so uh, I know the last few years were kind of tough, but a funny old guy, just one of a kind, a character. Just super, super happy. Uh, Sounds
0: like just packed two lifetimes into one.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Great family. They're out of, uh, out of Reno, Nevada, the halls. And uh, the, the family is obviously legendary in the world of desert racing. And so I know it was tough for everybody to lose Rod, um, but uh, he lived an amazing life. In, at one point, I'm looking through his bio, he had 37 consecutive victories in score in the High Desert Race Association. Is that more than anyone else? 37 consecutive victories in Desert Racing. Oh,
0: consecutive.
1: Sorry, I missed that part. 37 (laughs) consecutive. I mean, like, legendary. Like, Mm. literally a a living legend.
0: He had over 160 event wins in his lifetime. What would you say made him such a winner? Is it his just pure experience and wisdom? Or was he just balls to the wall faster than everyone? What was it? Smart. He was a guy
1: that could always keep his truck together. Rod wasn't a guy that would hammer down and break his truck and then waste a bunch of time fixing it. Rod knew the bitter limits of what he could get away with, and he was a smart racer, and that's, that's what had him winning. Was it just trucks, or what
0: else did he race? Do you know?
1: Well, if you guys remember the uh, Strop Bronco, which is probably the most highly coveted Broncos out today in, in the collector market, orange, Wimbledon, white top, black hood, they were modeled after the Strop Broncos— that, were, that raced in, in Baja. Strop um, was
0: a racing family,
1: correct? Yeah, Bill, Bill Strop okay. was known in the racing circles. He built up a Bronco, and he hired um, Hall to co-drive with Larry Miner, which, if you follow desert racing, is, a, is another legend. And then in 75, he was in uh, – I think he moved over to Dodge, and he managed uh, Dodge's off-road program with Jim um, Fricker, I believe. And so he's always
0: the been a, was. Five, dude. I was five. He's already a legend.
1: Right. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. And so he's always been the guy he's in a He's been a, a four legend for my whole life. 100%. <laughs> it couldn't be a nicer guy in person. Um, I remember the first time I met him was at a Hummer H1 Alpha press event out in Reno, Nevada. And so the Hall family was hired to take the journalists on trails and show them the new vehicle and show them off roading and stuff. And I remember he told everybody, he says, I will give $100 to anyone that has more scratches on their driver's side than their passenger side. He goes, I've never seen it happen, right? Because everybody off road is trying to avoid the scratches. Sure. So they fade away on the driver's side, they just wreck the, the, the passenger side going through brush and stuff like that. But a, a, a character. Now, wait,
0: uh, wait did, did did you do it? Did you, like, right, right, hit a wall or something to try and, like, no, get I mean, more scratches? I think or? everybody
1: thought about that for about five minutes, and oh. then they just went back to off-roading. Oh, I see. Um, but, yeah, just a, a truly a living legend, and I didn't want to uh, get too far down uh, down the road with podcasts without at least mentioning Rod, and uh, just a phenomenal guy, awesome, ton of wisdom, literally the type of guy that had, uh, you know, grit and gumption and moxie and all the things that makes a man a man. All and, the stuff we don't have. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> what he is is a uh, member of the Offroad Motorsports Hall of Fame. Mm. And so if anybody is interested in uh, donating for Rod in lieu of uh, you know flowers or anything like that, uh, the family had asked to make a donation to the Offroad Motorsports Hall of Fame. And uh, he is a Hall of Famer there. And uh, so I, uh, I did that. And I would uh, suggest any of our listeners who want to contribute. It's a great cause that keeps the, uh, the history and memory of off-road racing alive. Anything to
0: pick us up after that sad news?
1: Well, speaking of Broncos, I know we're talking a lot about Broncos lately. I have some Bronco news for you. A lot of people are blowing us up about that. A lot of Bronco news. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next week on fourwheeler.com, you sure you network?
0: You sure this isn't. Embargo.
1: We are building a Bronco in a week. Building a Bronco in a week. An An early Bronco. Okay. And we basically have a uh, painted body and a chassis. Mm hmm. And we're going to make it run in a week. That sounds uh, highly <laughs> unlikely. So if you want to watch us, head on over to uh, fourwheeler.com and you can follow us up. Uh, Who's the w- us? The Week to wheelin' Build. Uh, it's the four-wheeler network team. So Christian Hazel from Peterson 4 Off-Road, Ken Brubaker from uh, four-wheeler. Are you going to do any wrenching? I'll be doing some wrenching. Okay. Uh, we're bringing a friend Matt Dinelli from Attitude Performance out in the Chicago area. Who, by the way, you may know him as the guy who built Ted Nugent's trucks.
0: I did not know that Ted Nugent had Broncos. Do
1: you remember the, the, speaking of minis, Mm -hmm. do you remember the Dairy Queen commercial? Who was talking about minis? Just hold on. Do you remember the Dairy Queen commercial that had a mini on a monster truck chassis? That was like maybe 10 years ago? No, I don't. All right, Matt, built all those. So anybody that remembers the Dairy Queen commercials with the monster mini, which is totally different than the mini that you have, (laughs) uh, Matt, Matt built that. Uh, And then also Chris Durham, you may know Chris from... The, uh, our off-road stuff So a bunch of us Are getting together To try and build this Bronco As, as well as uh, Some of the guys In our, our local tech center And uh, we hope to get it done They so go where To
0: watch this again?
1: Uh, fourwheeler.com Okay And uh, Hey did you hear? <laughs> no I didn't hear
0: That's the end Of What's New in Trucks ah. <laughs> Holman I got A big Old Sack of mail Can we dance to it? Let's do it You email Yeah You're gonna hog those things all to yourself. Or you're gonna give some to me.
1: You have a whole oh, stack wow. right there in front of you.
0: That I thought that was trash. No, that's our burly stack of mail. We we have so much mail. <laughs> we haven't. We haven't got. I any... don't even know where to start. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, there's so much.
0: Thanks to Omar Khan for that wonderful jingle, by the way. Oh, we love Omar. Omar, we love you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for our jingles. All right, so I will start. This is uh, called responsible truck driving. Gun owners. From Luke, hey guys, I was just listening to the Daytona Truck Meet episode when I heard Holman asking about one of the gentleman's concealing carry guns that would fit in his bare paw hands. Which he absolutely had bare paw hands. Massive. So that's our giant seven foot friend Jared at Wicked Customs. Super, super cool guy. Uh, so he says, I'm curious, do either of you guys regularly carry? And if so, how do you secure your weapon when you're inside of your trucks? Do you leave it on your hip or maybe have a gun safe or some other product in your truck? Interested on how to handle that? Thanks, Luke. I do not own a firearm. Holman does. I almost got a Glock. My friend was going to give me one, and yet he reneged on the deal, so I have no gun.
1: Wait, he was just going to give it to you?
0: He bought four. I don't know why I he bought four. I feel like
1: there is some There is no reality issues there.
0: Uh, I don't. I don't know what the deal was. He was at a gun convention. He went bonkers, and he bought a bunch of firearms. And and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with these. Do you want one? I said, absolutely. So I went right down to Turner's Sporting Goods. Yeah. I got my license. Yeah. Well, I applied, and they gave it to me later. Yeah. And I was all hot to trot. And then he just kind of just, I guess he decided to keep it. I don't remember what the deal was about a year ago. I was actually kind of excited. No, oh, that would excite me too. And I, yet I didn't get it, so well, I, I'm going to get myself a gun. I've got enough guns
1: for the both of us. What's the
0: answer to this question? How do you holster your gun or uh, not? Yeah, so I carry. Uh, I've
1: got a Springfield XD uh, subcompact uh, 40. That is my uh, EDC. I usually uh, pair it with uh, one of three or four different Benchmade knives. And uh, I inside the waistband uh, at my uh, 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's how I carry, but, uh, I but won't, you don't have a safe. I won't tell you that because if you ever see my
0: car, I don't want you to know if there is or if there isn't. Got it. Okay. Well, uh, then, lots of people steal cars to steal guns. Then let's talk about this. So regardless of your situation, uh-huh. Holman, there are plenty of gun safes out there. Yes, there are. Right? So I guess you have to Google it. I mean, there's it, just other. out there. And keep in mind, every every
1: place is different in terms of the level of security you have to have to leave a firearm in the, in the vehicle. Police meaning every state. Uh, yes. A lot of times you have to have it bolted to the car. Hmm. Sometimes you could just have a soft bag with it in it, locked in the car. Just depends on where you live. But uh, you can almost never have low. the the bullets, right? The ammunition and the gun together, correct? Not unless you have a uh, some sort of carry permit. I would imagine at least that's how it is in California. We have uh, we probably have the strictest gun uh, laws in the nation, short of uh, Chicago and Washington D.C. But our whole state is pretty strict. So to uh, be able to carry. Um, yeah, long guns are a lot easier to carry. You can just have it in a case locked up, and don't take this as any uh, legal advice from the Truck Show podcast, but uh, <laughs> your mileage may vary. If I'm carrying a long gun, it's locked up in the back. Ammo is locked away inside. Pretty obvious and- when you're
0: carrying a long gun in your
1: pants. You know what I'm saying? Have you seen that video where a guy pulls an? I think it's an AK out of his pants. No. Yeah, to show you like how people can smuggle things. Was it
0: like a gangster with like some giant Adidas sweatpants
1: and just pulls out a massive gun? There's a whole bunch of videos
0: like that. Mm. So you joke about that, but there are some crazy people out there. I was in downtown LA. Did I tell the story already? When the guy pulled his uh, his machine gun out and uh, pointed at the crowd, I was in at about three in the morning at outside of a rave. Um, That sounds. uh, I didn't know it was a machine
1: gun. Yes. Yes, he was in a club. So it, a fully automatic. We rifles. were outside. So Prince owned, or a hunting sporting rifle. Prince
0: owned a club okay. in downtown L.A. Uh huh. And we were there at an after-hours club. This is like three in the morning, and we're waiting. About forty of us in line. The line was going in real slow. And two guys came out all hot and heavy with uh, with a with like an out with an off-duty uh, cop. Okay. Right, and he's just ushering them out. Yeah. And they bail. her. they I don't know. They were in a fight or whatever. But they they just left in a huff. Twenty minutes later, this Monte Carlo comes down the street, stops in the street, and this is like a major street, four lanes, at, at, in the lane closest to us. Now, we're waiting. We're about 20 foot from the door to get inside, and there's a little planter box between me and the wall, and 20 foot away, again, is mm-hmm. the door. We're just waiting there, and we look over, and the car stops in the, in the middle of the street by the curb. The guy got out of the... The passenger gets out of the, tr- out of the car, walks around... Opens the trunk, pulls out a blanket, takes the blanket off, and it's a machine gun. And he aims it towards us. It's a rifle.
1: It's a rifle? It's a rifle. It's a rifle? It, 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 I'm sure it wasn't a Thompson, you know,
0: Tommy machine I'm gun. I'm sorry. So it's not a machine It's an automatic yeah, it, rifle. Okay. I would assume it's automatic. Could have been semi. Didn't matter. You're still scared. He's pointing it at us. So what was the deal? He was so mad at pointing. the bouncer, so or? Then, I don't know. So then people all we all jump in this. Some people rushed the door and got in. About ten people. Okay. I was in a part that I couldn't get in. We just hit the planter box. So my ass hand is sticking out like in the air, like he would have mowed. Well, I mean, let's be honest. If you, get, if you were gonna get,
1: are getting a shot,
0: your butt's probably a good place to, Absolutely. to have it done. Yeah, I get some meat back <laughs> yeah. there. So the 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 security guard slash cop walks out. Right at the guy, and this guy's waving it back, and he's yelling something, but we couldn't hear because the music is yeah, boom sure. boom yeah, yeah, yeah. coming out of the club. All that deep bass, just obscuring what he's saying. He's screaming and yelling, aiming this gun at us, and he's about 40, 50 feet from us. Yeah, that's pretty close. It's way too close. <laughs> and again, it's it looks like, and forgive me if I'm wrong, I don't know that much about guns. It has that uh, the banana clip on it. Okay. All right. And so the, the cop walks
1: straight up Also known out to as him. a magazine cuz there are magazine. people right now that are banging their steering wheel going it's Sorry not a guys. clip.
0: Sorry guys, not a clip, you're right, magazine. And and he the cop walks out and literally walks right up to him like point blank where it's and he just takes his hand and puts it on the 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 what is it the muzzle of the gun uh-huh. and just pushes it down uh-huh. and starts having a dialogue with this guy. No way. Yes, has a dialogue wow. with this what guy. Year was this? this had been like uh 94 95 oh, wow. okay when the rave scene was big out yeah, here yeah sure so the guy takes the gun he puts it back in the trunk he gets in the car and drives away you that would never happen these and days and so the thing is is that this cop was he was i mean he was literally outgunned it was so weird. It was like the cop knew yeah. that he wasn't gonna win this fight, so right. he just said, "Put the gun away, yeah. and, and leave." And, get out and of the, here, the guy and listened fan. to him for whatever reason. Wow! And we were sweating bullets. Yeah, I mean, so what <laughs> happened? How did you all go home, or did you stay in line and, and um, go to the rave? We they opened the door. We got in in the next like five minutes. They just let us and all it was in. Good, and it was a sucky club. No. By that time, it's four a.m. and we're like, it was just and no, then you a went to King night. Taco. We didn't go to King Taco. I love King Taco nah, at we like, like two
1: a.m. Taco Bell for breakfast, and it? My uh, my my wife is part Mexican, and so she takes me to King Taco, mm-hmm. and so I will be the only Gringo in there, and so I have a lot of things. No,
0: no there's no, a lot no, of Gringos no, in nope, King Taco,
1: not at two a.m. Okay, maybe and not. they're all wearing Dodger hats. Yeah, that's at every true. single one of them, and so here's the white dude walks in. By the way, blue Dodger hats. Don't here's a dude even
0: the, say you walk in with a red with angels a red hat. angel. Hat. You're an idiot. And uh, you're and, an idiot.
1: And, no, no. My wife's like, I got this. And you don't want to mess with my wife because she packs a shiv. It
0: doesn't matter. You walk in with a red angel's hat yeah. at King Taco.
1: You're in are going a sea to get Dodger stuck, Dodger
0: and there ain't nothing your wife can do about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's pretty tough. I, yeah, I don't know, Ron. You
1: got an email? Yeah, I got one uh, from our friend Kyle. We haven't heard from him in a while. He says, "Hey, Lightning Holman, this is your favorite Jeep driving listener, Kyle. Uh, he says show is still great. Suckage is at an all-time low. I recently <laughs> sold. my- you <laughs> he didn't hear the last couple shows? Oh did he? my God! Well, this is from uh, a couple uh, weeks ago. Okay. I recently sold my big block GMT-400 and bought a 98 Ram with a 24-valve Cummins and a manual trans. Oh, that's such a sweet combo. Mm-hmm. I am happy to say goodbye to an automatic transmission for a while and say hello to 4x4, begging gears, turbo whistle, and green pumps. I'm with lightning on the green pumps.
4: Love no, it. They, they,
1: See, just, uh, I'm not, listen, I'll bask in it for I'm a I'm not minute. disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that they're not all green. I agree
0: they should be, but they're not. Well, I admitted my surprise. Yeah, no I admitted worries. that, okay, I yeah. thought they were, they weren't, but I am glad that people are siding P- with People me. care about you. I am disappointed <laughs> with the performance
1: of this diesel in stock form. My gaster truck was way, way more fun to drive. I think this truck needs some Banks love. I don't talk about Banks. Did you see how I did that? <laughs> I read it so it wouldn't be you. Yep. Uh, banks is pricey. I don't know anyone who works there. Banks is pricey, but, well, let's, uh, it's a third party. No. <clears throat> oh, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> I'm going to allow you. I'm going to allow you. I'm going to allow you. Hold on. Banks is pricey, but the Galasod made me a fan. Is the truck show going to get a Banks discount code for listeners anytime soon? I'm not trying to get free stuff; just hoping to support the show and rock some Banks power. I won't promise you guys all kinds of perks for hooking me up, and then bail. Cough, cough. on truck beat founder. Cough. Kyle. <laughs> how do I? How do I talk about this and yet not talk about no, it? No, you're allowed. I'm. I. This a listener prompted this conversation. I'm allowing. However. I will stipulate that the reason the listener brought this up is because he knew that you had plenty of bank's information
0: from the 38 times prior that you brought it up. I will generate a discount code in an upcoming episode, and uh, we'll, we'll truck show. It. Yeah, for, just for the truck show. No, just make a truck show. Okay, fine. Because that's what, our, show. that's what our other ones have been. So I'll just... make. I'm uh, fine. I'll okay, but it's not active now. Don't <laughs> yeah, use it yeah, now. Use it's it not yet. ready. I didn't right. put it in the computer. Yeah, yeah. But something that always bugs me is a lot of guys say oh banks it's it's so expensive you know if you want the best you got to buy the best and you got to. Fa- it's not we're not the most expensive you know there's other brands that are more expensive and that suck just go on summit go on JEGS. go on xdp you'll find plenty of brands that cost more okay and don't deliver on the promise read your next email that was your out <laughs>? go lightning <laughs> oh go lightning Yeah, it's 70 over the next episode he says okay <laughs> All right, this is from RB. Gentlemen of TSP, the Truck Show podcast. Number one, regarding internet URLs being forward slashes versus backslashes. Lightning is 100% correct. Congratulations. Number two, regarding saying or notating as PST when the US is in PDT is totally wrong. So again, Lightning is one hundred percent correct. Congratulations! That feels good, doesn't it? Stand your ground, Jay. I'll back you one hundred ten percent on these points. Sean, I'm surprised at you. Well, wait, but what did I do? I never said that. <laughs> he says I never disagreed with P.S. any of that. P.S. The internet was born under Unix, a full eleven years before Microsoft came into the scene. And Unix uses forward slashes in all path names it would have been better if Microsoft had followed the originator Unix rather than carry forward the backslash and muddy the waters. Thanks, Ray. Oh, That's our buddy Popeye. I love Ray. Well, Ray is one of our uh, early, early
1: listeners. Thanks, high Ray. five, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was an air high five. Yeah. Oh, but here, here's one entitled, Dear Professor Lightning. Oh, no. I just wanted to comment on your rant on forward slashes, backslashes, and www. I've worked in IT for my entire career. I have just one thing to say in response to your pedantic rant on forward slashes and backslashes. Uh. Thank you! Oh, what? This has bothered me for as long as I can uh, remember. Yes! Yes, yes, yes! Who the hell made this mistake and made it stick? However, if you're being accurate, you can't just call it a slash as it's ambiguous. It has to be a forward slash, otherwise it leads to even more confusion. And yes, browsers will correct you. But that's like saying I can ride a bike, even though I depend on training wheels. www? Well, I say that you're mostly right. Most sites will redirect or just flat out respond with or without the www. But that's not always true, Lightning. If you're going to argue for accuracy... You need to follow the site admin suggested URL for sites. You could easily make truckshowpodcast.com go to a completely different place than www.truckshowpodcast.com, though. Most wouldn't do that because it's silly. Thanks for the show, and I'm really curious about the Rivian truck now. Any thoughts on if it might make a good tow rig for my Jeep? Because that would be an awesome daily driver weekend tow rig if it could. Uh, thank you. That was from Nate. And Nate, uh, we don't know enough about Rivian yet. Nobody's driven them, and we've only seen the static examples at the auto shows and at Overland Expo, and, uh, I guess we'll, uh, to be determined.
0: How about that? And we don't know enough about W's yet, either. Okay. <laughs> so this one is called Casa from Garrett. Hey, Lightning and Holman, when I heard you were going to Casa Benina, I had to finally write in. The food is so bad, <laughs> but the price for entry to such a great show. I've been going there on and off for about 40 years. Dang. Wow. Okay, since the 70s, right? Or even longer. Yeah. Um, It's always a riot when you go with a bunch of like-drinking individuals. I can't wait to hear what you guys thought about it on a future episode. Well, unfortunately, we already talked about it in the last episode, which apparently you're going to catch up to soon. Love the podcast and keep up the great work. I'm still working on my way through your older podcast. Love the Gail Banks episode so much. I went out and bought a Banks Power Ram Air intake for my JK. Keep it up as always. Five stars. Five stars. stars! Well, I didn't bring up the B word. He did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is from our uh, buddy Richard, who is also a longtime listener of the show. Lightning Holman, so I might send you guys a couple more emails tonight, having some cocktails and doing work on the computer, looking for something to listen to. I am all caught up on my truck show podcast and figured I might as well download the muscle car place with Holman and man, I feel like I'm listening to old man radio. Hmm. I'm late 30s and grew up in SoCal and loved K-Rock, even KLSX, and grew to love talk radio. But the reason you guys will grow your brand is you're truly entertaining. Banter is good, radio style jingles are there, and sounds more like a radio show versus a dry podcast. Keep it up, my friends, and get that meetup set up because I will be there. (laughs) Uh, First couple weeks of August, just keep that open. Right. right. I'm about to take my family's six iTunes devices and give you five stars. stars. Sweet. He says, uh, you read my emails before and sent me a shirt. Thank you. Oh, See, wow. we did. Whoa. We sent shirts
0: back, back in the day. at
1: some, some point. My kids have even called in and sang on the phone line, which you guys played many
0: episodes ago, and that's from our friend Rich. Rich. Have your uh, kids call back in again. It's okay. 657-205-6105. 657-205-6105. I've got one here from John. He says, not a mall crawler, a tool hauler. Hey, guys, can't wait to hear about all the cool stuff you're doing this week. Don't hang me out to dry. Five stars! Sweet, and guess what he has in the back of his truck? This is not... A decked system. It looks like a homemade wooden decked system. It is a wannabe decked system.
1: Mm, you know what? I think he's leaving some on the table without those Texas ball bearings helping those drawers slide buttery
0: smooth. I'm just saying, John, we love you, but we got to upgrade you. And John owns a construction company. Look at this. He's even got a CSL number on here. Mm, it's a contractor license. Okay. John... You need a deck system. You need a deck system. And damn it, sir, you can afford it. Yes. Go
1: buy one right now. <laughs> uh Ooh, I've got uh, one here from Neil. 70 episodes later. Mm. It's Wednesday, my dudes. I don't get it. That's how it starts out. Okay. I'm just guessing that's the inflection. Okay. It's Wednesday, my dudes. Yeah, buddy. The Truck Show podcast was actually the first podcast I ever listened to. I fell in love with it after about three episodes after I started on 40, and it just so happens that I had a road trip ahead of me, California to Florida and back. So I started from episode one, and now after about three or so months of listening, whenever I was driving or wrenching in the garage, I'm all caught up. I actually want to compile a short review of my 2017 F-150 XLT Coyote. That's the V8. Yes. Of what I thought about the truck after spending 5,500 miles in it over the course of two weeks and send it your way. I like that review. Since this show seems to already be a platform for assisting consumers on their next financial mistake, I mean truck purchase. (laughs) Mistake? I've just started listening to another podcast that's about motocross. I can't help but continually realize throughout listening that I've been spoiled by 70 episodes of the Truck Show podcast. Lightning's radio experience has kept audio top-notch. Holman's journalism gives incomparable information that does not need to be questioned for validity. And y'all's personalities make a dull moment non-existent. I never thought that lip-smacking microphone station directly on the table, breathing into the microphone, adjusting the mic, or anything like that would be so bothersome. But now that I'm all caught up, this is what I'm having to deal with from other podcasters. Hmm. Thank you. And keep on keeping on. And that's from our friend Neil. Neil, thank you so much. And
0: uh, five star review, five stars. We appreciate that. <laughs> and
1: uh, I, oh, I've
0: got one last email here. How do you? Why do you get all these emails? I want one more. Well, it's because when you read you them, printed them out, it just takes a long time for you to get through What with. are you talking about?
1: I hauled ass. Okay, go. All
0: right. All right. But you can't edit this one. It's a clean read. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Was from Sean. Hello, Lightning and... Oh, my God. Come on. Really? All right. Well, there I we do. Okay, number
1: one, it's not for me. All it's right. a different, Sean. And number two, you can't say, oh, come on, when you ask for the email. Hello,
0: Holman and Lightning is what it says.
1: I was trying to protect you.
0: I was waiting to send an email until I got caught up on all the podcasts. My name is Sean, and I'm from Saginaw, Michigan. I'm a full-time firefighter, and in my spare time, I drive a dump truck for landscape supply company and a school bus. I have two comments for the show. First, the Dr. Pepper and ice debate. I cannot stand crushed ice. In my opinion, crushed ice takes up too much volume in the cup, and you get less pop or soda for your non-Michigan people. Uh, Yes, because they do call it pop there. Yeah, they do. Also, the crushed ice has more surface contact with the beverage and melts faster, which waters down your drink. Therefore, I have to go with cubed ice as my first go, but... If you're going to drink it fast, don't you want crushed ice because it cools more molecules? It does. Because of the surface area, yes. it does get it colder faster, but mm. it can water it down faster mm. as well. I think we need to have a, uh, a, Ooh, such, a such a quandary. Science. Mm-hmm. Second one, and this is the big one. I feel like this is the Holman Show, who provides all the insider info and expert knowledge, and Lightning is just a truck enthusiast like all of us. And you let him into the studio to listen to the show and ask all the questions we're thinking, and then... Name-dropping Gail Banks every once in a while. (laughs) Mm. Oh, just kidding. Lightning. That's what he says. (laughs) I don't believe him. He's just, just kidding. I love it. You guys have a great dynamic together and a show. What? That's he, what he wrote. Well, I think he's saying we have a great show. We have a great dynamic That's not what and he wrote. a great show. He wrote, he says, you guys have a great dynamic together. Are you together. being sensitive? Now you're picking apart his uh, wonderfully crafted email. No, no, no. But I to think it's funny. It's funny how uh-huh. he read because what he wrote is you have a great dynamic together. Oh, and by the way, you have a show. You know what I mean, <laughs> well, like, I mean <laughs> He's not wrong. Right. I left you a rating a while back, even when you constantly cut off your guests, and they couldn't finish answering questions, which I am still waiting for the answers to. Keep up the great work, and four stars! <laughs> no, you said five stars. Oh, okay, just checking. Five stars! <laughs> all right. And if you still have any shirts, so oh, that's funny, XL or stickers, I would take one. Sean, Gerard, in Freeland, Michigan.
1: Oh well. All right, so uh, if you want to send us an email, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We love all your correspondence, good, mm-hmm. bad, or indifferent, mostly good. And if we're so deserving, please leave us a uh, five-star review. It helps us with our rankings on Apple, on Apple Podcasts. By the way, uh, if you didn't hear, Apple is splitting up iTunes. And there uh, is yeah, going to be Apple Podcasts. Yep, a dedicated uh, podcast app coming to uh, Macs, which will be pretty cool. Yep. And it'll be a companion to the dedicated podcast app that's on iOS. So be even easier for you to listen to
0: your favorite podcast while you're sitting at work, working on your old Mac. And if you're on Android then steal someone's iPhone. Yeah, please. I mean, it's really about that simple. But you can listen to us
1: anywhere. I mean, we really are everywhere. We're on uh, Google. We're on Apple. We're well, on Stitcher. You're on listening Spotify. to us now, so that's We're on Radio.com. We're on uh, Spotify. We're on Pandora. We're on Podcast. We're on Podbean. We're on Pocket Cast, Overcast, some other casts. Oh, <laughs> we're also on Radio.com. Did I say yeah. Radio.com? I don't know. Iheart- <laughs> we're on iheart Radio too. Those are two different companies that hate each other, and, iHeart and Radio.com. Right, and those are two companies that uh, you've had some sort of
0: Interaction with in your, yeah in your career. Yeah, what's funny uh, is both of them said, you know what? We don't really get what you do. We're not really interested in this to- at this time. And then guess what happened? Our podcast is on both <laughs> of their platforms. And they had no say about it, and so on their network. Yeah, because they,
1: <laughs> the way it worked is uh, we're hosted with a company called Libsyn, and mm-hmm. so Libsyn's great. So anybody looking to podcast, I gave
0: them the opportunity to make money. No, I know right. And they're both like, well, I no, don't really we don't know. Don't, 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 and well. now they have to run it for free, <laughs> which is awesome because <laughs> Libsyn has these destinations, and we just put <laughs> a check mark next to everywhere we want to be. Their decision was bad... That is her decision to say this. Master, monitor, <laughs> key engine power and in the end, we win. Yes, we do. So, on that note, uh, I think that was a pretty good show. Are oh, we ending it here? Okay. Yeah. I I'm not to more to talk about. No, no, I'm good. Send us an email. <laughs> TruckShowPodcast at gmail.com or call us on the five star hotline 657 205 6105. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show. Whoa, oh, oh.
1: And don't forget our socials, at Truck Show Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and at Truck Podcast on Twitter, and there's 48 of you that care. We don't care about <laughs> Twitter. Don't even bring that <laughs> up. But it's funny.
0: I, I, okay, so fine, fine. But are, we, are you checking Twitter? I'm not checking no, Twitter. No, but I,
1: I literally can
0: see uh, how the stuff
1: has grown with our show. And so it just reminds me every time I look and it goes, you have this many people on I would on Twitter.
0: much rather have people follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, then don't bring up the Twitter thing. Okay. I mean, you can, but you guys don't bother with it. That's all I'm saying. Did you know we have like
1: 3,200 Instagram followers now? And
0: it's growing quickly. So tell all your friends. Subscribe. Absolutely. Share the show. You know what I'm proud of? Uh, Nissan as a sponsor. Uh,
1: Yep. And decked. Yes. And you can go to nissanusa.com or down to your uh, local Nissan
0: dealer. Are we counting down to the new Titan? We are. Ooh, I forgot about that and what's new in trucks. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? What? It's the, what? That's huge news if it's if you have something
1: solid. Yeah, so spy photos of the new Titan came out mm-hmm. and uh, pictures of the interior. Wait a minute. So this is not embargo. Oh, it is, but this has nothing to do with me, so I'm not under embargo. Oh. Our spy photographer got pictures. Tell me more. Uh, there is a giant, like, looks like a 10-inch screen sitting on the deck. <gasps> It looks really cool. So okay. uh, that nice interior has a big old screen in the middle now. Oh, wait a
0: minute, what kind of spy photo? Like, how close were they to to uh, see the screen?
1: Uh, so close. that screen
0: is so big. They're looking through the window. They could see yeah, it. Yeah, and you can see it. And it's different. It's not like the Ram where it's a uh, vertical or
1: I guess it would be portrait mode. Right. It's landscape mode. So it's not tall
0: and slender. It's, like the Mercedes is yeah. like an S-Class. It's wide. Yeah, not and... not
1: quite that wide, but it's a big old screen.
0: Okay. So it'll be a nice
1: upgrade for uh, people looking for Titans
0: for When do we 20. have official word from Nissan about uh, this?
1: I'm guessing either LA Auto Show in November-ish okay. or January. After All right, the people. So here's
0: what that means. That means the dealerships. Your local Nissan dealer knows there's a new Titan coming. You uh, you hop on those deals now on the models that are sitting on the showroom floor. And enjoy your five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. That is what I'm saying. All right. Also, we can't forget our
1: friends at DECT. Yes. DECT.com or USA on Instagram. And uh, they love to hear from Truck Show Podcast uh, listeners. So if you go and, uh, I don't know, peruse their stuff- just
0: do a hashtag trick Show podcast so mm-hmm. they know that uh, you found out from us. You got to follow them. And look, they do promotions every once in a while. And we're on, on social. social. Yes, we are. Or we have, we got one coming up. It's going to be pretty cool. Goodness. Yes. So if you're a skier, surfer, snowboarder, off roader, you've always got stuff rattling around the back of your truck bed, just go ahead, grab yourself a deck system. You can configure it right on their website. Buy the one that's perfect for your truck or your van, right? You can configure it just for your situation, your truck or your van com, and you'll be blown away. And they're super industrial strong and 2,000 pounds. You can load on top of the deck system so you don't lose any of the storage space in your bed. It's just badass.
1: And there are friends. And who doesn't like doing business with friends? How about that? All right. On that note, uh, hey, great show. It felt so good to be back in our hot freaking studio again. It is a little toasty in here. This was the first time that we've done a whole show without
0: us being on the road in a few weeks. So uh, welcome home. Yeah, I can tell that you are feeling right at home because you kicked off your shoes and um – I can smell it. Uh, I have stinky socks. (laughs) You guys are lucky you're not here.
5: I'm sorry to break it to you, but the suckage meter is in the red.